What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm gonna help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have got an awesome guest with us today. Her name is Ricky Friedman, and she is a motivational speaker, life and business mentor, and creative entrepreneur. She helps people take steps forward in their life and business with her globally ranked podcast, Steps Forward with Ricky, which is focusing on helping people take steps forward in their life and their day. It's raw. It's relatable. She puts social media content out. She has a mentorship and a program and it's helping people overcome addiction. It's helping people make moves in their life, small steps forward, create big time results. So that is what we're going to dig into how to build belief around doing that, what it does, her healing journey, all of the things it's going to be so good. So let's turn it over to the chat. All right, Ricky, welcome to the show. Excited to have this chat with you, girl. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So first, before we dig into everything, tell our listeners a little bit more about your story. How did you become a motivational speaker, create your programs, all of the things? Well, um, I think we all have a story, right? And it's hard to like pinpoint where do you want to start to tell the story. I'll give you like the cliff notes because perfect. We love the cliff notes. <laughs> so just Long story, real short. I, um, my story really started when I was a little girl. I was 13 years old and I lost my mom to cancer. And the reason I like to share that part of the story is because there's always something that like is a catalyst for why we make certain decisions and why we go the routes that we go and do the things that we do. Losing my mom ultimately set me on a journey, a 20 year journey of addiction, eating disorders, entrepreneurship, who am I, what am I? you know, you try to fill the void that was taken away from you. And for a really long time, I was always throwing myself into things that some of them were really good. And some of them were these experiences that I really thought would fill me up. And from like 13 to 20, I was in a lot of pain. It was sort of that kind of pain that you don't really know that you're in pain because you can't really wrap your head around it. Grief and and life, it's just so big and you're so small and your brain doesn't have the capacity to tell you that like you're grieving or you're in pain or you're in trauma. So I had a lot of different things that I would use to escape and I would focus a lot on my body. And, you know, for my whole life, I am very ADHD. And I was told that like, without really saying you're too much, like you're too much. Here's some medicine, be less. And so I really got this idea. I always felt different. I always felt like I can't concentrate in class. I can't sit still. Like I want to do big things in my life. I know I'm going to do big things, but I always felt kind of small stuck in this like big voice. Yeah. And um, when I was 23 years old, I decided to enroll to become a health coach for Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I was like literally an OG. This was like 2012. Okay. Before like everyone was an online coach. (laughs) 
and I had really bad eating issues. And so I selfishly was becoming a health coach for myself. I was like, well, maybe I could figure out how to like have a perfect body without like starving myself. Because at that point, that was like my sense of control. It was like food, eating food, not eating, working out, right? Like we all can relate yeah. to something that like control. I enrolled in this program and I remember like thinking like, okay, this is like kind of helpful. I built myself a little system. I was tracking my food, walking my steps, drinking my water. And I started to feel better about myself. And all of a sudden, like the universe sort of just like, you make a right decision, universe like opens a door and quite literally opened a door. My best friend at the time, who had 150 pounds of weight to lose, showed up at my actual door. I was living at my parents and um, she was like, I need you to help me lose 150 pounds of weight. And I'm like, I literally can't even figure out my own shit. Like <laughs> what? Like what? She was like, you're a really good leader. And the reason I tell this part of the story is because like, how many times do we hear that we're not this or that like we could do better it was the first time in my life that someone saw what I saw mm-hmm. I knew I had leadership this person was like you can lead me and you're already leading yourself so why don't you apply what you've done to me yeah I'm like okay I got nothing else to do with my life like life is just not so great anyways so my first thought was like I'm gonna just throw myself into somebody else because when in doubt throw yourself into somebody else so I thought and I did and um we built a a blog called Break the Weight. And the idea behind it was I wanted to show people what it was like to really change your life. And for 290 days, we blogged about the whole experience. She would blog, I would blog. Her name was Lulu. Like you could see this journey between two friends, two people. And she lost 100 pounds with my relationship. But so did I. I lost 100 pounds emotionally. I was like, wow, this is not about the weight. This is about the other weight in our lives. So I took that blog and I turned it into a business and brand for about 10 years. It's called Break the Weight. I used to coach people and speak, you know, helping you break the mental, emotional, physical weight in your life. And I really built this like very cool brand. It was really great. But there was a problem. I felt like I'd become this thing. I was like this thing, this like health life coach. I really hated coaching. And I was like this thing. And I was just this person that did this thing that had this brand and I was getting high all day and nobody knew. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Always a good plot twist. No one coming, guys, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We, we really steer back to like the control. It was like, mm-hmm. I had so much pain and I had so much trauma and I kept trying entrepreneurship and kept throwing myself into new projects and new people and new things. And here's the problem with that. Eventually the new becomes old. Yeah. There you are. And you're like, what's the next hit? I had a severe marijuana addiction. And I know somebody listening to this right now that has the same exact thing. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are just like, shit, because it's so common. And I was living this double life, speaking and helping people break the weight. And I was like the heaviest person there. And I also was like unaware, right? I was like, well, maybe I'll just become a motivational speaker. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And it's like, wherever you go, there you are. Like, there is your trauma right behind you being like, hey, by the way, like, we don't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. we stay in this place. And so it was like 2020. And I really was living a double life, essentially. I was honestly getting high like 20 times a day. Um, I know. It's crazy. And then I would like go speak on stage or I would help someone. And I hated what I was doing. I I just want to emphasize that because I think people think that just because they're good at something, they should do something. 
And it wasn't, I was always open. I was always very public about everything in my life. And the one thing I never told anybody was how I was smoking all day. How can I tell someone that? You don't want to walk away from something. You're not going to share the journey. And I didn't want to walk away from it. It made me feel safe. I mean, so many of our addictions, our, our lives, things, they make us feel safe. I was like, well, if I don't have this thing, then what am I? And I used it for creativity and all the bullshit stories people tell themselves. And uh, it was 2020 and I got into a relationship. And I think this is a really important part. I thought that I smoked because I was lonely. I don't know if anyone, if you can relate to that. It's like you think you do something because of X. When I lose X, I will feel X. Mm-hmm. I, when I am less lonely, I won't overeat at night. I, if I was just in a relationship, I wouldn't be so destructive, right? Like if I was just, if I just took the medicine, I will be more successful. I believed in my heart and my soul that in when I met someone that I loved, I wouldn't want to smoke anymore. I believed it. It was the story that I, that I, that I just, I held with me because I was so convinced that I smoked because I was lonely. I met somebody and I fell in love and I didn't smoke for six months. And then I got right back into it. And he had no idea. I would go and I would smoke in my car for like eight hours of the day. I was severely addicted to it. And at this point, I had also walked away from my first company, Break the Wave. It became a wave. My company became a wave. And then, you know, I stayed, I overstayed my welcome. We all do that. We're like, but I am this thing. And if I'm this thing, then like, I have to be this thing because I don't know the next thing. Yeah. Like, God forbid I live in the space of not knowing. I definitely could not live in that space. Um, I guess this is not a, a short story. So it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Up, whatever. Um, <laughs> long story long. And um, so I, uh, I stopped my break the weight. I lost my identity. I went from life coach, health coach, founder, entrepreneur, speaker, to girl in relationship, living in Detroit. I started doing marketing for different companies because I was really good at marketing, getting high all day. I'm 33 years old at this point, okay? And I'm like, I woke up one day. This is like a year and a half later. So it's 2021. I woke up one day and I was like, what is it? What is my life? I was like, what happened? And I remember thinking like, it's not really like what happened. It's like, what hasn't happened? Like, what have you not done that makes you feel or that you're still here? And I was like, What's the one thing I've never, ever stopped doing? And I was like, I've never stopped smoking. I've never really walked away from weed. And I was like, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I knew my relationship was wrong. Um, it was great. Great relationship. But I, it wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. What a terrible feeling. I wish it was a bad relationship because it would have been way easier to admit that to myself. Right. But at that point, I was so good at lying to myself anyways. It was just like another thing. I was getting high all day. My relationship was wrong. I was doing marketing for companies, building their brands, forgetting about mine. And I was living in Detroit. And I went on a walk one day. It was like July of 2021. Um, And it was the day that I wasn't high. And um, I was high a lot. And I was in Chicago. And I had this crazy idea to start a podcast. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. Um, I was like, I don't know what it's going to be about. It was like a weird feeling. And I went on Instagram and literally five minutes later, there is this girl who says, Hey, my best friend is starting a podcast production company in Michigan. He's looking for a client. I literally called him up 20 minutes later. I was like, how much do you charge? And he was like a thousand dollars a month. I was like, you're hired. When can I come in? I came in the next day. He's like, 
what's your podcast called? I was like, I'm not sure yet, <laughs> but let's record an episode and it will come to me. He's like, well, I need you to like, to know what it is. And I was like, I don't know what it is yet, but like, maybe we can wait off the recording. I go on a walk that day and I'm like, ah, steps forward. Cause I was always walking forward. I was always taking steps backwards and I always had to walk forward. And I'm like, steps forward with Ricky, a weekly walking podcast. Hired the producer, had a podcast. A month later, um, I felt, I felt like I didn't deserve to have a podcast if I was going to be lying because it was so little show. I was really authentic and I was still getting high. I'm going to speed this up. Long story short, I walked away from my weed addiction, September 24, 2021. My boyfriend broke up with me two weeks later. Three marketing clients fired me two weeks after that. And I did therapy and I healed like six weeks in Michigan. And then I hit the road for four months and um, shared my weed addiction story on TikTok and like went viral, built a business called Walking Away From Weed, became a top 100 podcast and so on and so forth. Moved to LA, changed my life. And then as of recently, 30 days ago, I walked away from 28 years on Adderall. Oh, wow. And here I am today, there are a lot of in-betweens, but the story is more like the person I lost when I was 13, like full circle, no more medication, no more escapes. Um, and entrepreneurship has been the biggest role, has been the life-saving role for me. Um, it's allowed me to just be me. And it's a mirror. I love it. it is absolutely a mirror. I can tell you that for sure. Okay. So I want to unpack some of this. This is, there's lots of different things and lots of different, I love it so much. First of all, I want to unpack the fact that so many of, so many of our listeners will relate. And then some of them will put walls up and be like, oh, well, I've never struggled with that. So this isn't for me. Addiction is addiction is addiction, whether it's weed, whether it's food, whether it's work, whether it's whatever it is, everybody has some type of escape or some type of, I'm going to numb my pain or my whatever it is with this. Like there's always correlation. So I want you, our listeners to just really open their ears to that. What was it that you, I mean, you struggled for so many years. What was it that when you're finally like, okay, was it the fact that you were doing this podcast and you're like, I have to figure my crap out like once and for all, like, was that the thing? Because I think people listening who do have an addiction or who struggle with something, they're like, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I go back to it. Just like you had for years. How did you finally cut the cord? Because I realized it wasn't that I was an addict. I was just in a lot of fucking pain. And it wasn't about the addiction. It wasn't about the weed. It wasn't about the Adderall. It wasn't about the food. It was just about the fact that I always wanted to escape myself. Taking a quick time out from the show to make sure that you know that right now I am filling my next month's spot in my virtual gym. This is my space where I get to coach my clients, where I get to help you get aligned with simple workouts and solutions to your fitness and your nutrition and your mindset and supplements and everything that I love and have used personally for the past eight and a half years and will literally use for the rest of my life because of how quick and efficient and simple they make healthy living. This is where I help you get aligned with these solutions. And then I support you and coach you and mentor you on your journey. So if you are ready to get on a direct path to reach all of your health goals while fully living your life, yes, you can still continue to have um, your favorite treats and your favorite things. And we'll teach you how to incorporate those. And it's not deprivation 
or anything like that. Like I want you to enjoy the process. So we'll make sure you figure out how to do that. If you're ready to take out the overwhelm and the complexity when it comes to creating healthy habits for your family, not just for you, but really involving your family as well. And if you want to align yourself with a community of incredible women to lock arms with and journey with alongside throughout every season of life, then the virtual gym is where you want to be. So go to micafolsomfit.com slash get fit to learn all about it, fill out the goal form so that I can learn more about you. And we can make sure that you get aligned with exactly the right game plan to get you started. I can't wait to chat. And I did it through entrepreneurship too. I was like, where's the next dopamine hit? Yeah. How do I get as high as I possibly can? Because I can't be low and I can't be in the between. And the bigger root of all of it was I didn't like myself. I hated myself. I liked myself when I was really successful. I loved myself when I was high. I liked myself when I was super skinny. I liked myself under conditions. Mm. And so this is not about addiction. And anyone that listens to this and says, I can't relate, it's bullshit because everyone knows what it feels like to not like yourself. And yeah. so when you don't like yourself and then you got a dysregulated nervous system to back that shit up, there is no room for success. You can't even hold the success you make. And so at some point you look at your life and you zoom out and you realize, wow, okay, I've been like this for a long time. And so the truth can't be unseen. So what I mean by that is like, you eventually I had to zoom out and be like, wow, I've actually felt this way my whole life. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not about finding my purpose. Oh, this is not about weed wow, I've actually been escaping myself my whole life. So if someone is listening to this and you have a pattern that you've been doing your whole life, if you're always going back to emotional eating, if you're always going back to that relationship, if you're always trying to control your body, if you're always popping Adderall, you're always throwing yourself at the next project, I'm telling you right now, pattern. You do it more than three times, that's a pattern. And so When you really are honest with yourself and your life is not where you want it to be, you have to ask yourself the question, what am I doing that I'm not able to get where I want to be? And it's not that you're doing something, it's that you're being something. Yeah. And you're probably being a very unhealed version of you. And so this was more about like, what is so unhealed that I can't get to the best part of me? And what are the things that are keeping me unhealed? We, relationships, limiting beliefs. Adderall, like I'm sure everyone's got a list. And one by one, you check them off and you get them off the list, you get closer and closer and closer to who you are. And entrepreneurship is the mirror because truly, like, I don't know that I would know all my insecurities if I didn't have a mirror being like, actually, you don't have a good relationship with money. Actually, you are scared. You don't believe in yourself. So anyone and everyone, if you can't relate, then you are a perfect human being, and I don't know what to tell you. Like, please tell me how you do it. <laughs> right. No, I think, and, and everything presents itself in a different way. So I think, and, and that's everything, like every book you read, every podcast you listen to, it's not going to be A, B, C, and D ap- applicable to you, but you can always take the lesson. You can always take the message. You can always take something and apply it to what you are personally going through. So I love that. So yeah. when it comes to embracing your healing journey, because that crap is not easy. And I think that's why so many people shove it under the rug, try and numb it, try and forget about it, act like they've moved on, but it's going to keep resurfacing for the rest of your life until you do take the time to heal, truly heal and not just move on, not just move past it, not just try and forget about it. 
So what was it for you that for years you tried to cover it up or didn't pay attention to it? Like you knew you probably needed to, what was it for you that helped you through that process? I did pay attention to it. I did. I knew it was there. I knew mm. I was getting high all day. I mean, you're not oblivious to the thing right. that you do. I was just in a lot of pain. You know, yeah. I needed my, I needed my release. I needed my safety more than I needed my, my growth. Mm. I was too That's unsafe. Huge. I was too unsafe to not be safe. And when I assigned safety with, with getting high, I assigned safety with loneliness. I got to meet someone. Like I didn't feel safe with myself yeah. internally safe. So it was more important for me to feel safe than it was for me to grow. Even though I would throw myself into programs and I would do all these things, I wasn't really growing. I didn't even feel safe. And so it wasn't that I didn't know that I was in pain. I just didn't understand the extent of it. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to get out of it because I didn't know that there was a life outside of pain. You know, my mama got my mom got sick when I was thir- when I was eight. Okay? She had cancer for five years on and off. I only knew life in remission or not. Yeah. Good or bad, good or bad, good or bad. So you live your life the way that you grew up. And, you know, I, I had all the resources in the whole world. I had the money, I had the resources. It wasn't about that. It was like, do I feel safe to use them? Every time I used them, I would self-sabotage. I didn't feel safe. And so I needed to get to a place where I, where being safe actually felt unsafe, right? Like getting high and staying in my relationship and making a certain amount of money felt unsafe to me. And that's when you change is when the safety becomes unsafe and you realize that the easy is actually making your life harder. So it wasn't a lack of knowledge. It wasn't a lack of trying. It was, I did not feel safe to even wrap my head around it. I didn't have the capacity. I tried to quit smoking 1 million times. I tried to build 1 million businesses. I tried to do everything. I didn't have the coping skills. I didn't have the awareness. I also didn't want to in certain ways. So, so how did, but how did you get there? How did you get, when I, how did you yeah, get all of those things? Because, you know, sometimes we're so lost and then we find something. And for me, it was my podcast. It was the first time. And so my whole life, I was, I, I've always been very open and honest. I've always been very direct. I've always been like, this is who I am. But there was also a part of me that was like, do people get it? Like, mm-hmm. do I, are my gifts, can someone else see the gift that I see in myself? Which for me, it was like speaking. So when I got this idea to have a podcast and I followed through on it, this was, I mean, keep in mind, this was the first idea in years that I took immediate action on. And I was like, I know this is a gift. And when I started to speak and people started to resonate with what I had to say, I felt like for the first time in my life, someone else saw the gift that I saw. Just mm-hmm. like when my friend said, you're a leader. Yeah. She saw what I saw. So that was step one for me was like, wow, I I, ha- I, I knew there was something inside of me and now other people are validating that for me. And guess what? I needed the validation, but it's not the reason I started the podcast. I started it for me. So I was so messed up. I needed a place to share my truth. So what was the first step I took was the truth. That was the first step I took. I was so honest. I was like crying on my podcast, so vulnerable. And because I was so honest, my podcast was wrapped around honesty. I had to tell people that I was an addict or that I was addicted. I don't like to refer to myself as an addict. I had to come to the truth because people were starting to follow me and being like, you're so authentic. You're so raw. You're so vulnerable. And I started to feel guilty about that. 
because sometimes we do things and we don't really realize why we're why I don't know why I want that day I wanted to start a podcast but I believe it's because I was supposed to share my truth and it was supposed to force me into leadership yeah I felt like a leader well I think there's so much to be said about you had that intuition you had that gut instinct like start a podcast you're like why like it just came and you took action on it there is so much power in that so much power in that yeah immediate action. Yes. Not well thought out. Like I'm going to plan this all out. I'm going to, whatever it's, you got the instinct, you got the gut instinct, you got the, Hey, someone's starting a podcast production team. You made the call, you had the conversation, you went like, it was immediate action after action, after action. And I didn't ask anybody. I didn't tell anyone I was starting a podcast. No one in my family knew a month. They were like, wait, did you start? I was like, yeah, <laughs> because for the first time in my life, I knew I had a gift. Yeah. And I knew it didn't matter what anyone else thought about it. And I had spent years for that feeling. It was the same feeling I had when my friends show up my doorstep. I was like, I got this. And so there's, there are in-between spaces on our journey. And some people handle in-between spaces really well. I couldn't handle an in-between. And so that's why I would use things all the time. Had I, think, had I not used so many things to escape, I may have figured all this out prior. But I couldn't. Yeah. It wasn't the story. And people are trying to really rush the journey sometimes. And it's like, sometimes you got to go through it, but there are ways to go through it healthier. Yeah, for Um, sure. All my intuition. Yeah. And I love that. Do you feel like, did you always have an internal belief in yourself or do you feel like that's been developed over the years when it comes to success, when it comes to taking bold action, when it comes to those things? I always felt different. I remember as a little, and this was like, as a recent discovery, when I was a little kid, my mom used, I grew up with brothers. My mom used to say like, you're going to do really great big things. Like there's something about you. She was like my biggest advocate. And then when she died, there weren't a lot of people around me being like, you're special, you're special. They were like, here's medication. Here's ADHD medication. Here's, you know, you can't sit still. You can't do this. You can't do that. But I, but I think that's why I struggled so much because I did believe. I think that's why I struggled so much because People, people think it's like, you're struggling so much because you're, you're broken. It's not that it's like, I struggled so much because I did believe I was different and I couldn't fit myself in. And that's when people struggle is when they, when they are different. So I always believed like I am different. That's why I struggle so much. I always believed in myself, but I didn't believe that I actually could do it. Um, my subconscious was very wired for failure it was very scared all the time. And I, but I always felt different. I just, I didn't know how to like get people on board. I was like, yeah. come on, don't you see it? Um, Cause it was always a bad thing. It felt like. So what was it? What do you, can you identify? Like when you say I felt it, but subconsciously I was wired for failure. I was wired, you self-sabotage, like all of those things. How were you able to rewire? Because that's essentially what it takes to make the big changes. First thing I did was walk away from weed. Anyone listening right now, I don't care if you overeat. I don't give a shit if you drink, if you ADHD medicine, if you're in that relationship, there's always something. I have something that keeps you dysregulated. Yeah. So there was no way I I used to go to therapy high. Like, come on. Like, you know, for me, for me personally, it was walking away from the thing that kept me stuck. Mm-hmm. It happened to have been a substance. It happened to have been something that dysregulated my nervous system, that attacked 
that raised my dopamine. You know, everyone's a dopamine addict and people are like, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to use this thing, using food, all these things to escape. So the first thing I had to do was like get my body back to a baseline. Yeah. But it wasn't. And, and, and then like once I stopped smoking, you know, everything else felt braver because I was like, when you, when you start to live without the thing that you think you can't live without, you're like, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, my whole life changed because of that. But then I got to another point where I was like addicted to my Adderall. So it's like you delayer, right. And you're great. It's like entrepreneurship. And then there's like, what's the next version of you? And there's a wall. And so I think for me, it's always been about what's the thing in my life that keeps me dysregulated. What do I, what do I need? What do I feel like I can't live without? That's the thing that you look at and you're like, can I live, can I live with it? So weed was the first thing for me. And then um, everything else just unfolded because I wasn't getting high all day. No. Yeah. That's great. I love it. So, so on your podcast steps forward, right. To steps forward with Ricky. So what are you, what are you helping people more than anything else? Like, what have you, if our listeners were like, okay, so I'm in a position where I feel stuck or I'm in a place where like, I'm in this cycle, this rinse and repeat cycle, and I need to break the pattern. What are kind of your go-to, like just to get moving, get the wheels turning again, get that forward motion. Physically get, get, get off your ass and go for a walk. <laughs> my whole way. podcast is, um, is a journey of my transformation the last year and a half. I share every single thing that I've experienced from the day I walked away from weed to every single thing. It's a literal journey of somebody walking into the next level. I share everything on my podcast. So I've never once like sat down and been like, what am I going to talk about today? It's very stream subconscious. And every episode is, is really based on just like what I'm experiencing. And so what I tell people is like, first and foremost, like literally physically get moving because you have these emotions and they're stuck. Yeah. And you can go to therapy. I don't give a shit. You can look up motivational quotes. You can watch as many, listen to as many things as you want, but if your physical body is stuck, then it doesn't matter. And so that's why it's a walking podcast because I want people to take steps forward as they're listening because they'll get their dopamine levels up and it will increase their endorphins. And then, then you're just in a better state. Um, The second thing I would do is like, I would make a list of the things in your life that hold you back. Seriously. Like I used to call, I used to have this thing called the truth list where I'd write out the truth and then I would crumple it up and throw it away. I wasn't ready for it, but I would write it out. I'd be like, I'm not in the right relationship. I'm getting high all day. I am binge eating at night. Um, I don't like what I'm doing. It's too scary for me to look at all the time. But if I could just get a glimpse of the truth, I would be more and more comfortable with it every time. Mm-hmm. So make a list. No judgment. You don't have to change everything. Just make a list. Like, what are you really doing in a day? What are you, like, How much time do you spend on your phone? How much are you not moving? How, what are you doing in the kitchen at 1030 at night? What workout class do you keep signing up for that you literally haven't showed up for yet? What program aren't you launching? Launching? What program are you launching that you hate? Who are you without these things that hold you back? And you don't have to change right away. But you do have to be honest about the things in your life that need to change. Yeah. I would say make a list and just pick one thing. I love it. I love it. I think so many people stay stuck because they're so overwhelmed by what's in front of them. So just 
pick, pick, to make the list, pick a thing, pick, take a step, like do just, just something in forward motion. And that's like a drop in the bucket. Like you did this and you can do one more thing. You did this. And then you just prove to yourself like, okay, I'm capable. It's true. And I'll tell you this, like my walking away from weed program, I've worked with 350 people in the last year and a half, which is really crazy. It's a three-day program. My success rate is extremely high, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I started to become known as like the weed girl. Okay. Like if you literally type weed in on TikTok, like I come up, like it's just insane. And it made me feel really boxed in. And it made me feel like this is not the point of it. Cause everyone that went through my program would be like, this is not even about weed. It's so much deeper. Yeah. But I felt stuck because it worked. Right. How many times do we stay in something because it works? And I was like, I don't know the next story. I don't know the next thing. So if I don't know the next thing, then I should just stay in this thing. And that caused me to take more medication that caused me to try to motivate myself in ways that feel natural. And had I just been brave enough to write down, I don't want to do this anymore. This is chapters over. Maybe I would have started a new chapter sooner, or maybe I just would have allowed that chapter to just be what it is. And I think a lot of people have a lot of problem being in the in-between space. And that's why they yeah. use things, um, especially in entrepreneurship, right? Like there's so many in-between spaces. So I think absolutely let yourself get uncomfortable because that discomfort is actually like the next step for you. Yeah. I love it. Love it. (laughs) I, I'm just like, I admire your, just your strength to share and just be so open and honest. Like this is where you can make such a difference because most people aren't willing to share this stuff. Most people slide it under the rug, play that like this is me, but this is really me Like roll yeah. online. And I just think there's so much to be said about someone who could just live their truth, learn from their life, like not look at it as failure or whatever. Like it is what it is. And now I get to learn from it and now I get to grow and now I get to serve others. Like what a blessing. So thank you so much for being on, for sharing where, where can our listeners? So first your podcast, where can they connect with you? Yeah. So my podcast that's forward with Ricky, um, on all the things you can connect with me on Instagram. I am Ricky Friedman. Where <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. I have no websites or anything like it's bad, but, um, I have some like things in my link tree, whatever my stance, or if you're interested in programs or working with me and then the TikTok is I am Ricky Friedman, but Instagram is probably the best way. Like awesome. email, email is like my devil. do not email me (laughs) like just I honestly rather you call me (laughs) (laughs) well awesome I'm so happy I had you on thank you so much for sharing once again and y'all if this is something that resonates if if you have someone who you know that would resonate with this make sure you share this episode with them Um, it's not very often that you get such an honest raw conversation so I just appreciate it so much and (laughs) wish you all the best so thanks for being on and you guys will see you back here in another week wrapping up another episode and i just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out i would love to hear from you it would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from and if you got some nuggets from the message today don't forget to share it with your friends your team and your instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too and be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. 
Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.